Welcome to the Social Impact Level Up podcast. This podcast is made from the spaces I host every week on the Clubhouse app in the Social Impact Level Up Club. If you don't know me, I'm Wendy V, and I am a coach for socially conscious entrepreneurs. I help you develop your social impact mission, clarify your vision, and turn your ideas into action. Every week, I talk to leaders with a social impact mission about money mindset and manifestation. We also hold weekly spaces for our collective to join forces and change the world. In each episode, you'll hear me moderate the conversation with my two co-hosts, Rodrigo Bravo and Santiago Caceres. Through this podcast, we hope that you will learn, grow, and thrive with our collective. Now, here's a little bit more about this episode. In this episode, you'll hear us discuss money mantras. Our collective likes to use mantras in different ways, and we tell you all about our favorite mantras and how you can use them in your daily life to manifest. Here's a couple that are my personal favorites. You'll hear them throughout the podcast. And of course, we invite you to take notes and share your favorite money mantras with us. Here's just a few. There's more than enough for everyone. Abundance is my right and I deserve it. I am vibrationally aligned with the prosperity I deserve. My income increases constantly. The more I learn, the more I earn. The more I earn, the more I can give. There are no problems, only solutions. I hope you'll enjoy this episode where you learn along with us how you can use powerful money mantras on your manifestation journey. I have three money mantras I wanted to talk about. And I think that one of the parts that I should talk about before even bringing those up is like, what is a mantra? And I think that a lot of people have heard of mantras, you know, in your meditation practice, possibly in a yoga space or something like that. And so we all kind of have a loose understanding of it. But a mantra, you know, can be recited out loud, it could be chanted, it could be whispered, it could be silently, something that you repeat in your head in meditation, or for example, it could be something we talked earlier about in Anita's room and triggers. And so a mantra could even be something that you use as a way to reframe a trigger that you've had. And it's sort of an interruption tool in that sense, not necessarily just a manifestation tool. So there's a lot of different reasons why one would want to learn how to use mantras in your daily life. And it just depends on your purpose for them. And you might have multiple purposes, right? So you might have multiple ways that you're using mantras. In this sense of what we're talking about today, we're talking a lot about money mantras and manifestation. So it's not necessarily an interruption tool all the time, but it could be. So I'll tell you about that in a second. But it also could be what you're really using as the basis of your manifestation work. So when you're working with mantras, again, it's helpful in your meditative space that you're creating for yourself, whatever that looks like in your own practice. And in that space, a lot of the times you will be either chanting or repeating, repeatedly thinking about that actual mantra. So in that sense, you know, it's helpful sometimes to have short mantras, right? Things that are um, you know, easily repeated over and over and over again. Because when you get into the practice of repetition, sometimes it's a little easier to remember when you're doing something very short. 
So I'm going to give you one that's really short, and then I'll give you a contrast of one that's a little bit longer, and we'll talk about that as kind of like an interruption tool. So a short one, for example, you could do something like, there is more than enough for everyone. So as you're meditating and you're thinking about how you're growing your abundance or how you're growing your business or your whatever, repeating there is more than enough for everyone, there is more than enough for everyone is something that you could use as a way to just simply remind yourself that as you are bringing more things into yourself, you're serving more people, that allows more to flow to those people as well. So you're not always just thinking about yourself. We, you know, In this club, we're always talking about your impact and social impact. So framing this abundance mindset, not only in sense of abundance coming to you, but abundance coming to everyone and other people also helps you attract more abundance to yourself. So like I said, the short one that I would say is really easy to remember is there is more than enough for everyone. And as you're meditating, you could silently repeat that. You could repeat that to yourself you know, over and over again in a kind of whisper. You could even do mirror work where you're actually repeating it and looking in the mirror at yourself. And so, you know, mirror work is a little more intense. Even I don't sometimes like mirror work, but it is something that you could do with a short mantra as well. And so I wanted to kind of give you a couple ways to tangibly use something that's really, really short. Now, another one that's short that I like, that's more me focused or I focused on, you know, what I'm bringing into myself is the second part of that. It's um, abundance is my right and I deserve it. So when you're talking about manifesting what you want or bringing in things to your life, really understanding that you, just like people who are born wealthy, just like anyone else, have the right to bringing these things into your life. You have the right to being wealthy. You have the right to thriving. You have the right to have not only all of your needs met and the people that you love, but also much more beyond getting your needs met. So the part of it, releasing that thought process, the limiting beliefs we talk about, where you might be thinking about past beliefs, past money traumas, past things from your childhood. When you think about abundance as your right, that helps you release some of those old money traumas that you're carrying with you. So abundance is my right is the first part of it. And the second part of it is, and I deserve it. And so the deserving part is where you're actually allowing yourself to receive. And we've had this conversation in this room or in the Wednesday room, where we talk about the receiving end of this and how, you know, in order for you really to fully manifest what you're trying to manifest, you have to be ready to accept it as it comes to you. And manifestation is iterative. So it's not going to just like all flood you with, you know, everybody wins the lottery and now we have all the things we want. You'll have to incrementally accept and remind yourself that you deserve what is coming to you and to be able to actually receive it. And so these are short, like I said, you could do them in any kind of repetitive motion of, to yourself that you, you're doing. So for example, I do walking meditation. Walking meditation is something I don't even know if I've talked to Coach Ray about this, but Ray and I talk about woo-woo things and fitness all the time. So walking meditation is a form of meditation where you're really thinking about the body mechanics of walking more so than the, the thoughts that come to you when you're walking. And you're kind of focusing on the repetitive nature of how your foot strikes the floor, what your ankle feels like, what does your calf feel like, then your knee, then your leg. And you're kind of going through the whole body mechanics process of checking in with yourself as you're walking. And you're doing this over and over and over again. 
And it's also something that you can do as you're checking in with yourself, you know, say these mantras. So you're like, okay, how does my mind feel? My, my mind feels abundant and I know that I deserve it. And then you're like, okay, how does my neck feel? And as you get back to your mind, you're going again, how does my mind feel? My mind feels that I'm abundant and I deserve it. And so you're applying these mantras in your daily life as you're kind of going through it. You're not you know, adding any extra effort to yourself. You're being more intentional about the effort you're already making. And so that's kind of how you make the space for well-being in your practice when you don't really have time, right? As you kind of carve out things that you're already doing, you add new skills to it. So that's what I wanted to talk about for those short mantras. I have two or three more that are longer, but I wanted to pause and let anybody who wanted to come up, feel free to come up if you have a comment. I'm gonna invite y'all up to the conversation again anyway, just in case you want to come. And yeah, anybody who's on the stage, do you guys wanna talk a little bit about any of the short mantras or anything I already said? Hey Wendy, I'll, I'll say something quickly. <laughs> I, I like your mantras, definitely. I, I was using that manifestation actually in the, at night when I'm sleeping, right? And so I would get, um, you know, say mantras, you know, I'm wealthy, I'm rich. But the one I like the most is my income increases constantly. Real quick, real short, you can say that, you know, anytime, how many times. My income increases constantly. I like that one. I was reading over a couple of them, but I just like that one because you're really speaking exactly what you want. It's precise, it's to the point. So that's, that's the one I'll I love it. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I've, I'm going to add it to the notes, which I'm just remembering I need to link right now. So I'm going to link those up here in the shared links. There's, I think, a lot of different ways that you can use mantras. And you just mentioned another one, which is before you're sleeping. So when, when you're kind of about to go to sleep, is that when you do your mantras or do you do them in order to like get yourself to feel sleepy? Like, how do you use them in the actual practice of trying to make yourself go to it's actually a recording, so I'm actually going to sleep to it. So as I'm going, resting, laying down, just actually put the recording on and just start, you know, having it just make me fall asleep. And, and, it, and it stays on until I, you know, I might wake up and then I'll cut it off. But it's kind of like an actual sleeping, actual, oh, you know, nighttime resting manifestation. But it has the mantras in there repeating, repeating, kind of putting in, you know, the subconscious as I'm so this is the mantra that I live for, right? And um, I've used it for so many years, and please feel free to use it if it serves you. So my mantra is, the more I learn, the more I earn. The more I earn, the more I can give. So that's my mantra. Uh, so what it means is that um, I'm constantly learning, right? And we are all constantly learning. We Our life is a learning journey, a journey and so we're growing over time. And so the more I learn about things, the more I can, so the more I learn, that means I'm, I'm earning more, right? And I'm earning more knowledge. Uh, and also as I'm learning, I'm, I might be earning more money because maybe because of my learnings, I do more things. I get promoted at, job, at work or start a business or do uh, creative things, right? And so I start earning more. And so then I can give more because I have more. Right, and when you give, it doesn't only have to be money. It can give you, it can you can give your time, you can give a knowledge. Right, you can go out, go and mentor a, a, a group of boys, and your time right there, your knowledge is gonna impact their life. So you can give. The more you uh, learn, the more you can give. And so yes, that's the, that's my mantra, Wendy. Thank you. Ooh, I like it. I think I got it 
let me just repeat it back to you. So the more I learn, the more I earn. The more I earn, the more I can give. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Awesome. Yay. I like the contribution. Oh, I love this. I always like listening to other people's mantras because I think people come up with or find or like the ones that they, they see they gravitate towards are always so indicative of um, the people. And I know I've had so many conversations with you that I can totally see how this resonates in your life. And, um, and I think you definitely espouse this as a value. So congrats to you for not only calling that into yourself, but also to for finding a way to like really live that in, um, in what you're doing. So a very powerful example. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah, cool. And if you guys don't know Luis, he's like super passionate. He's got a lot of wonderful content that he creates. Um, very powerful with the way that he explains things on his um, Instagram. So go follow him. He's um, rock star with the content. So uh, inspiration for me, Luis, for sure. Because <laughs> I'm Thank always you. like looking at your stuff. I'm like, oh, so good. Um, so yeah. So the so the interruption part of it, and I'll get to that now. Um, it's hard sometimes when we're in the downside of our mental health journey. And I think that, you know, one thing we didn't talk about this morning, Anita, that I'll remember next week to talk about is that with mental health, it's it's sort of iterative as well, that it happens every day. You know, you, you have different moods, you have different feelings, you have different mindsets that happen throughout the day. So you're not always just like, oh, I'm, I'm always, you know, very this, or I'm always very that. You cycle through different things. And um, you know, one moment you can be feeling something as powerful as grief, and the next moment you could be feeling something as, as powerful as joy. And you don't really always have control over the way that that happens. And so one of the things that's good to know as a tool is how to interrupt your thought process when it, you're on that sort of downside of, of that spectrum. And the thought process that people tend to get into is repetitive, negative, um, self-doubt-based or fear-based beliefs and, and thoughts. And sometimes when you're in those spaces, it's hard for you to kind of climb out of it because you're you know, so mired in this muck of whatever you have going on that you spend more time in that space than you really probably should. And so the interruption part, it's um, not only recognizing, so first the cycle, the cycle is like, I recognize where I'm at in the process. The second part of that is, okay, I need to do something about it. And sometimes people get as far as that like recognition and needing to do something about it, but then not having a tool or a skill or a person or a resource to go to, to do that final process of the, the interruption itself. And so it's something that you can learn to do on your own. And I think even in Anita's room this morning, we were talking about mental health. There was a couple of people who talked about this cycle and how they're getting to that point of be able to interrupt and reframe but it's taken them lots of therapy or lots of, of effort and healing and a lot of things. And it's something that you have to actually learn for yourself. So you're kind of learning your trigger, you're recognizing it, you're then saying, okay, I don't want this. And then you have something to replace it with. And that replacement part is where the mantra can come in. And the mantras are, you know, sometimes for these need to be a little bit more powerful than abundance is my right and I deserve it in a sense that, yeah, I know that, but like that doesn't maybe always get me out of the headspace of saying like, this is um, how I'm going to interrupt it so that it's, it's better. And sometimes the longer mantras are helpful for that. And so I wanted to offer you two that I, I've used before to really um, dig into some of my limiting beliefs or some of my past traumas or some of my mindset um, barriers because those two longer ones have been helpful, as I said, when I'm, I'm not only meditating, but also if in the, the moment that I'm having these negative thoughts, I need to reframe them. 
I've been able to use the longer mantras for that. So here's an example of one of the ones that I would use. Um, I am in a state of fulfillment. Have abundant life and joy in my life. And I am free to do whatever I wish to do. So the first part of that is I am in a state of fulfillment. That to me reminds me to be in gratitude. It reminds me to understand that, you know, it's taken me a lot of work to where I'm, to get to where I'm at. And that for the most part, even though in this moment I might be feeling not safe or not happy or not, for the most part my life is fulfilled and my needs are fulfilled and I have provided for my needs. So, you know, reminding myself that I am actually living in a state of fulfillment right now. There's more that I would want, but there's not more that I need. So I am in a state of fulfillment. I have an abundant love and joy in my life, and I do. I'm from a lot of different people, a lot of different sources, including myself. The other part of that is I'm also free to do whatever I wish to do. That part has been the transformative part because I think a lot of times when I'm experiencing self-doubt or some other negative sort of feeling, some of it is because I'm actually thinking about what other people want or expect me to do and not what I want or expect or need to be doing for myself. And so that part of it, that part of the mantra actually helps me release this sort of idea of, self, of pleasing others at the detriment of myself. Even though I want to serve others, I'm also free to do that in the way that I want to do it. And so being able to allow myself that space to say, hey, I'm going to do this my way. Like, I'm going to do my business the way I want to do my business. I'm going to actually do my business and not go and look for a nine-to-five job. Like, these are the things that I want to do, and I'm free to do that. And I think that that's been the transformative part of the statement for me, is recognizing that I have the things I need, I have love and joy, but I also have the freedom that I want. And that is different from the life that I had been calling into myself before. So again, um, recognizing that I've manifested the life that I have, and that is a, a transformation for me that's taken place in the last like six months. So the other one that I've used is very similar to what Luis said, and it's sort of like the same connotation, but a little bit of a different way to word it. So it's money allows me to be more giving and donate to the causes I believe in. And I think that that has been the basis of a lot of the work that I've been doing lately is recognizing that it's not, I don't need to feel guilty for asking people to pay me for the things that I do because that is going to be ultimately how another way that I would be able to give not only my energy, but to give money and resources in the form of an energetic currency to the things that I care about. This is the other one I'll offer to you guys. I am vibrationally aligned with the prosperity I deserve. And for me, I think for a long time, I thought that I had to like force or bully my way to where I wanted to be, like to have to really work super hard and to grab every opportunity and be very strategic and da da da. da. And then I see people who are like going with the flow and getting to exactly the same space as me and not killing themselves over it. And I think that what I've learned now is I can still work really hard, but I also need to be in vibrational alignment with what I want. And when I'm in vibrational alignment, that work really hard does not feel like work. It actually feels like good, fun, fulfilling things. <laughs> and so I've had to learn what vibrational alignment means and that 
when I am in vibrational alignment and I do receive prosperity, that I need to recognize that and be grateful for it. So those are the things that I have been working on with these mantras, and I just wanted to offer that to our community in case any of this work is also stuff that you're doing or things that you don't know about and you're more interested in and you want to bring this into your own practices, feel free to reach out. And yeah, so I'll open it up for a conversation, whatever y'all want to bring into the space. And that's the, the lesson for the day. Wendy, I just want to say that those are some great, great uh, mantras. I love them. And, you know, what I'm hearing is forming a new habit, especially since we're creatures of habit. I think that's something that's very a big challenge, at least for a lot of us. And, you know, when you, and especially when we talk about vibration alignment, I think that's super, super powerful as well, because I think you need to have the right energy, whatever you're going to do in your life, you know, and I think you need to see where you're going. I think another one, at least for me, is visualizing. So when you when you visualize something and then you're like able to feel it and and make it feel like it's real and then you go after it and you see it happen and then you realize like wow I, I didn't know that uh, that was possible I think that to me is is a very very helpful but I really appreciate what you're talking about especially on how to overcome some of these these uh, these beliefs that are formed especially and you know the first people we get them from is obviously our parents and our environment and so. You know, especially coming from like a farm town like myself, and, and you're having to um, overcome some of those things and, and realize that there's more out there than just being surrounded by farms. You know, in the Central Valley, that's definitely for me was a challenge. And and then, you know, living the city life here in San Diego, it's a it's another challenge in itself. But I definitely love what you said, especially when it's like gratitude. So to me, that's it, it sounds like you know having having the right state of mind. And whatever you're going to do should be the first step. And, and I like how you said about going from a, an abundance perspective definitely changes things up a bit, right? Since And it, it gets you away from that, that reptilian, that lizard mentality where, you know, the, everyone's trying to go and the mouses are all trying to get, get the cheese at the same time. They're willing to do whatever it takes. I really like the abundance. It's for me that I think of partnerships and collaborations and knowing that, hey, we can enlarge and apply together. We don't need to go in and be Machiavellian, you know, for instance, in some areas. But I definitely just, just want to want to give you your kudos to that. And I want to thank you for that. This is Jeff Evans speaking. Awesome. Yes, Jeff, thank you for always being here and being so supportive. I think that the abundance perspective versus the limited perspective is really interesting. I do want to do a group, a, a room on growth mindset because I think that the growth mindset part of it is the kind of underpinning key of this whole perspective. But I think that the idea of vibrational alignment, like you were saying, is really powerful for people. And, and we often are, particularly for people of color who are, have you know, come from different varied backgrounds but may not always be from the wealthiest you know, group of people in this country, it is sometimes difficult to get in vibrational alignment with prosperity <laughs> because, you know, all the whole time you're sitting here looking at others and you have this sort of otherism perspective where that, that is not for me, that is for someone else, or that is not something I'm capable of achieving. And you don't always see yourself in vibrational alignment with being uh, prosperous or wealthy or being part of even a prosperous community because maybe you didn't grow up in a prosperous community, like you mentioned, the rural areas of the country. So I think that... Um, the more work that we do to dig into, well, what does vibrational alignment mean for us? 
some of that introspective work is also recognizing when you have felt in vibrational alignment. And a lot of the time, the problem is that we don't actually know or cannot recognize when we were in vibrational alignment with something. And so sometimes the work that we have to do first is recognizing in ourselves what that alignment looks like. How do we achieve it before? When has it just happened, happenstance into our lives? And then what has kept us from it? Like where are we limiting ourselves from achieving that vibrational alignment again? And sometimes um, some of that work does include this manifestation work that we're doing. Yeah, Wendy, I think it's really good. You know, I really, I really like what, Luis's quote there, you know, and I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of times, you know, we do take this perspective that we got to make money. I was definitely in the rat race myself at one point, right? And just like you, I kind of came to the realization, like, I just need to kind of change my approach, you know, and just appreciate the moments as they come. And so one of the things that I've always, I heard this one time and it always stuck with me and, and it relates to everything. It's, uh, do you want to, do you want the relationship to be right? Or do you want to be right in the relationship? And for me, when my relationship with money, I, I just wanted to be right. You know, I don't necessarily have to be right when it comes to my money every single time, you know, and so that, that, that allows me that fluidity to say like, Hey, you know what, if I'm wrong with this investment, eh, it's okay. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, sweat, I sweat it over too much. You know, I know what I'm doing. I've done the research. I feel it's right. So forth. So my relationship with my money has improved drastically. So I've taken that approach. And I think that's really the key, you know, making sure that we have that because it is a relationship. And uh, just like you were saying earlier, you know, we get caught up in the whole, you know, we're spinning wheel and we're over here doing this, doing that. And we tend to, re we don't realize that that energy that we're expending there, that's energy that we can use everywhere else. And sometimes we don't realize that. And so we do have those times, those moments, as, you know, be on our own. We don't have any energy for it because we spent it, you know, making this money that's supposed to help us relieve stress, do this, do that. And, so for like for yourself, for example, you know, I, I was particularly proud when, you know, you did go to Denver with everybody, you know, and Michelle Darinati was such a gracious host. You know, we relaxed, you know, we had fun. That's kind of part of the whole entrepreneur spirit that you can do things whenever you want. And I think that's really key in changing that mindset and making sure that you have that mindset and say, hey, you know what? I, I chose this route. Let me make sure and invest fully into this route and make sure that that relationship is right which means taking breaks, which means health, self-care, which means making sure that I'm right to max maximize my profit-making potential without thinking of it in such a, you know, money-centric way. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree. This is the same thing I, was, I think I told you this too. It's like, oh, well, you know, this is essentially the life that I'm trying to manifest, right? Like you're, you're trying to be able to go and hang out with your friends um, at, on a whim because you can, because you, you feel that that's fun, you know, whatever, whatever your reasoning is. But I think that, um, you know, as you limit yourself and say, no, 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 I don't have the ability to, or no, I don't have the time to, or I don't have the whatever to, you're also not then allowing these other experiences to come to you that could be really powerful and really meaningful. And in the end, I ended up um, on the way home fixing problems that I hadn't been able to fix and things that I was working on that you know probably wouldn't have had as much clarity and fixed it as quickly as I had if I hadn't taken the time off right so I needed almost needed the time off the needed the the ability to say no and I need to rest <laughs> and give myself permission to rest um, in order to get the other things out of my head that needed to come out and so I think that that was again this vibrational alignment situation where 
if I had forced the alignment and told myself, no, you need to stay home and work on these things because you haven't figured it out, it would have taken me tenfold the time. But because I was like, no, what I feel aligned with is going and hanging out with my friends, the work that came out of it was so much shorter and more powerful and more meaningful in the duration that I was able to pull it out of myself in. So it's just another example of what again, figuring out vibrational alignment, how it looks in your life. That was how it looked in my life with the example that Rodrigo just gave. But I think with everyone, you know, you have your own version of that. And so just trying to step into recognizing when those things happen for you and being able to say, hey, this is what um, is going on here. And I'm, and I'm with it. I'm here for it. Now that you've joined our community by listening to this podcast episode, I want to welcome you to participate in a conversation with our collective very soon. If you're not on the Clubhouse app, you can connect to me on any social media platform as Wendy Veloz, V-E-L-O-Z. I'd like to thank everyone in our community who participated in this episode, and especially my partners in crime, Santiago and Rodrigo. Until next episode, keep changing the world.